Hey, hey sis. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? How are you? I'm yet alive. How are you? Same Z's. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. That's me. I'm Kia. <laughs> I'm obviously Jade. Um, Thanks, you guys, for listening and tuning in for another week of this show where we talk about all things adulting, um, the good, the bad, uh, and the ugly. And um, we're excited to be back for episode 23. Yes. Um, we have to first shout out all of our wonderful listeners um, who I, I got to meet a bunch of you guys this weekend. And I know a lot of you were asking about my good sis. They were missing you out here, sis. I appreciate that. It's great to be missed. I do apologize. I had to actually do some real live adult things that kept me from participating in the festivities. But I'm from what I could tell on social media, um, it looked like everybody had a, a fantastical time out there at the loudspeakers network tent at the Afro Punk. Everyone looked amazing and looked like looked like they were having a good time. It looked like Noah was there to greet the people in my absence. So I'm all she set. Was holding it down for her auntie. I mean, I appreciate her. I mean, we can always count on our third co-host to do what we gotta do, you know, um, to step in, you know, when I couldn't when I couldn't be there. She's the third co-host. Yes, without question. So, so yeah, it was beautiful to meet so many of you guys. Thank you for all of your support. Being able to see that it was so overwhelming, but it was it was amazing. So, and I hope I was nice. That's always my that's always my prayer. <laughs> that's always my prayer. But um, how are you, sis? I, I mean, you know, life is lifing, but God got it. I'll be all right. That's, uh, life be lifing. Um, how are you? What's going on? Life is lifing. <laughs> it's lifing as well. And sometimes it's not lifing as hard as others, but it lifes. So, but I'm here and I'm happy to be back for another episode. Indeed, I'm grateful. I have perspective. I know that things could always be worse. So we just got to keep it pushing. Make sure you guys are listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. You guys are doing a great a great job of passing the word along, so we appreciate yeah, you and um, ask you to continue to do so, so Indeed. we can try to continue to grow our community. Outside of that, I can't really... Oh, did you watch Insecure this week? Of course I did. Ooh, so... What you got to tell Molly? <laughs> I don't have any words for Molly. I'm not entirely sure where she is in her life right now, so I'm just going to reserve my comments. I don't really know what else to say to her. I feel like I've said all that I was going to say about Molly in this and her participating in this situation with Dro the monster. Dro looks like a character out of like I don't know, like he looks like something out of like the Transformers. Like I'm waiting for him to morph into like a Maserati or something. I don't know, but he, he um, does look like he would like he would merge into a Maserati or like a uh, Lamborghini or like you know, like a really long car. But I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what she's doing. I feel like something is afoot. <laughs> um, I think the the next next week's episode where everyone at the dinner party is going to be quite telling because I'm 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 not in, entirely sure that I believe all that Dro is saying about the details of his open relationship with his wife. Um, I'm not entirely sure if there are rules or if he's being as 
transparent and honest as I, as, as I, I don't know, as he should be, I, I guess I should say. But I mean, that's all I got for Molly. I mean, hey girl, I can't wait for her to, to her, for her to go back to her counselor. <laughs> I can I mean I just really want her to utilize this black woman who has all of these magical gems and 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 wit. <laughs> I mean she's she's I mean I guess that she's processing and dealing with a lot of different things but yeah. I mean this is all I don't know. I feel bad for Molly because I have I can relate to her mm-hmm. being tired and exasperated and just like over her situation. I have been in that place. And I know that sometimes that kind of exasperation and desperation we don't want to call it that, but that's um, sometimes what it is. But it will have you doing things that you swore up and down that you would never, ever do. So I'm not at all coming at Molly and like from like a hard, I mean, from a soapbox of judgment saying, mm-hmm. wagging my finger at her. I definitely feel like she is. I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, don't, I just bless her heart. I, I actually relate to Molly because like I wasn't as hard on her as I thought I would be with the situation because... I told you all, you know, briefly before, um, but I remember finding out, you know, things that you know, I never thought my parents had a perfect marriage because I saw their marriage. But um, when I, you know, found out certain things about, you know, my father, I was thrown off. You know what I'm saying? Because you view them in this light and it can really I think it really like fucked our whole world up. So I mean, I get it. But I felt like Molly was going to do this anyway, regardless. Of, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I get it. I I get it. I do feel like that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back, but I feel like it was probably a really the last straw hanging by a thread. It was just on its way out anyway. A thin one that is frayed. A very, very frayed (laughs) straw. Um, And I felt like, you know, the whole thing, it just kind of gave her an excuse that she needed. She was thinking about it, but this kind of gave her the green light to do it and give her something that she could blame it on. Again, I'm not mad at Molly. I'm sad for Molly. I'm sad sad for Um, Molly, too. uh, Issa, on on the other hand. (laughs) I just really want her to get somewhere and sit down. I I mean, my girl is doing so much. But I feel like like, it just don't take all of that. I just, I mean, she's trying so very hard to be this person. And I feel like, girl, I just don't believe that that's who she is or who she even wants to be. I feel like she thinks it's who she has to be and it's going to make her feel better. But that's why she's so unfulfilled and she don't realize she just out her out here making herself look stupid stupider and stupider and stupider every week like every week listen isa insecure isa because <laughs> we have to separate exactly um, amen insecure isa girl you're doing so much and this is not your life and this should be a greater lesson to us about making sure that when we say we are living our best lives our best lives does not mean that we live somebody else's a whole phase is not for everybody and a hotation damn sure ain't for everybody and insecure Issa is showing that she just doesn't have the range and i just want her to know that it's okay <laughs> it's okay like and it's okay it's and okay if y'all are going to enter the whole phase you're going to enter your hotation there's a couple of rules you got to follow. Outcast has a wonderful song. It's called I'll Call Before I Come. And the chorus goes, I call before I come. You got to sing it. I won't stop over oh out the blue. Okay. No. <laughs> call before you come. Don't just show up at a nigga's door. 
especially if it's a nigga that you guys don't have a commitment to one another, you are going to get your feelings hurt. And Insecure Issa shows you that that is exactly what's going to happen. Man. But if you want more of a recap, <laughs> listen to Insecurity. You better with this commercial. Come on. Right? Every Tuesday, it comes out um, when Getting Grown comes out. So make sure that you get your rotation in effect and listen to our good sisters. Uh, break it down and make predictions. Predi- okay. Well, yeah. They make yes. predictions about every what's going to happen they do. They every do. single week. So make sure you guys go listen to Insecurity. It's it's actually the perfect follow-up to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the... Did you have any other thoughts on Insecure? Or are we just going to send not. the people to Crystal and Fran? We're going to send them to Crystal and Fran this that's week. probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Let's move on to... Shout out to my sis then. My sis is popping right now. Like. Shout out to my sis this week. Hey. So we have uh, two shout out to my sis. Uh, one of them is a shout out to my bro. Right. And it is to our good editor, Ty Worley. Indeed. He is very celebrating talented. a birthday. Absolutely. We want to thank Ty for all that he does. Uh, Ty is responsible for all of the clever sound bites and all of the editing of the show. He edits, edits out all of our flubs and flunders and all the times where, you know, we have interruptions and all kinds <laughs> of crazy things that happen. So there wouldn't be no getting grown without Ty. So we wanted to give Ty a big shout out and hope that he had a fantastic birthday. Absolutely. But yeah. I saw Ty on his birthday. He was at Afropunk. I gave him some magical unicorn cookies. And he was great. Hmm. So we love Ty and we wanted to make sure that we shouted him out this week because he does so much for us and we appreciate it. True. Okay. Um, and we have another. We do have another. Another shout out to my sis. Uh, this, we're going to shout out my good sis, Miss Tania D. Porter of the Green Room uh, Color Suite and a Styling Bar. In Silver Spring, Maryland, many, 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 many of you have asked me <laughs> time and time again, who does your hair, where I get my hair done. So I wanted to feature Tania because she is responsible for my hair and has been since I moved to this area five years ago. I met Tania when I had long hair. She was the one who coached me into cutting it all off. And then we have had a great time getting to know one another and really literally doing every single style and color combination known to man. I have had all kinds of hair do's. You sure have. And I have really enjoyed it. I love Tania. She's an absolutely talented stylist and she's a thinking stylist. She will not, she will not set you up. She is very much committed to the health of your hair and working within the range of your possibility and your limitations so whatever and she will not you know have you out here a lot of times we go to the hairstylist and we have a bit a picture of uh, some model who's wearing a wig or or <laughs> has some something that is you know very beautiful but not necessarily attainable or practical and Tania will sit down with you and explain these things to you and help you to find a happy medium she will not take your money and then send you out there looking foolish and she knows she's very knowledgeable um and you guys should all stop by the green room and get your needs met i will leave all of her information her contact information her website that features photos of her work and all of her services and all of her booking information. 
so y'all can visit the green room and get yourselves together. Okay? Tell Tania that Sakia sent you over. I promise you, you're going to look amazing. Okay? Fantastic. It's called a style bar. So I would imagine that. And then you guys see Kia. She's the definition of being with a different woman. So (laughs) her hair always looks amazing. It's always different, which means her stylist has a wide range of talent. So I definitely suggest that you all check out the information in the description box and make sure you support black business. It's going to be a good time. I promise. Support black business. Support Miss Porter. Go visit the green room. It's time for the kitchen table talk. Grab your snacks. Gather around. Fix your plates. And let's settle in for some good grown folks talk. Adjust your seats. Everybody get your scoots out the way. You know when you hear all the chairs scooting. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I'm very familiar with everyone adjusting themselves into their chairs and getting comfortable. Yes. Do whatever you need to because we're going to settle in for uh, some good combo today. What are you eating this week, what are your snacks? Um, I had a hankering earlier today for some deviled eggs, so I made some. Ooh, and tell me how you made them. Exciting, they are exciting. I mean, it's nothing. It's it's your grandma's deviled eggs. There's nothing too extravagant mm-hmm. about them. Just the boiled egg yolks, mm-hmm. mayo, relish, seasoning. I probably put a dash of the Dijon mustard in there. Mm. I seasoned it up. You know, regular degla, some seasoning salt, some sea salt, black pepper. I put some scallions in there because I wanted a little crunch. What else did I put in there? Ooh, and it adds like a um, fr- like not too strong of an onion, but not, it adds yes, a little bit. Yes, but just a little mm-hmm. bit of that. Mm-hmm. Some garlic powder. I put a little Old Bay in there and a splash of Tony Satris. You better and, Cajun uh, seasoning. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think that's it. And I, of course, I of course I would be totally remiss and. Uh, not hitting it with a splash of the smoked paprika Come for on, coloring. Sis. Come on, sis, for coloring. For my culture, because you know what I'm saying? This is true to who I am. Your devil eggs are not devil eggs unless they got a little paprika on your them. Your deviled eggs, your potato salad, mm-hmm. yeah, they are yeah. not just, those things without foul. Your grandmama, dra- your grandmama dropped the ball. Somebody, somebody failed you. Somebody failed you. If your devil, if you, don't send no bald headed devil eggs to my table. You got to have <laughs> some smoked paprika or some paprika on there for coloring. It's important. I don't make the rules. I'm just here to enforce them. Okay. That's it. So that's what I, I'm um, snacking on. Can I have some? Cause I really like deviled eggs. Me too. I think, you know, I think next time I'm going to actually put a little, I thought maybe I made like a seafood one, get a little crab meat and a shrimp or two. Sis, let me tell but, you about um, how you can jazz a deviled egg. You can just, y'all. Okay. Like, first of all, your deviled eggs sound exquisite. I'm so proud of them. Did you use sweet relish? Of course. Oh, my nigga. <laughs> because what other relish is there? I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So I have put a couple of chunks of jalapeno in my deviled eggs before. Mm, mm, For the Um, spice. For the spice. For the heat. And with a touch of honey. Oh, Oh, my nigga. When I tell you that is is just, that's unexpected. Sis, but it's so good. And Mm. then um, if you guys have like any themes that you want to do. So once we did like a, a wedding anniversary party for some friends and we did a Mardi Gras theme. And we dyed some of the egg yolks with beet juice and made them purple. So we had Mardi Gras deviled eggs. So that's just some ways that you can jazz up your deviled eggs. But my sis sis definitely did an amazing job of explaining how you should season them properly. 
Yes, that's it. That's our cooking lesson for the week. That's it. We're going to have a cooking <laughs> segment soon, but um, I'm just eating some leftover cold wings from Crystal's house. Cold we, wings. Um, oh, um, yeah. Cold wings are delicious, but we went to Crystal's yesterday to watch a Game of Thrones. Oh, she told me that friend was coming, but she didn't tell me that you were going to. Mm-hmm, me and Tristan, we well, went. That's awesome. Um, and another friend, we went over by Crystal's and we watched Game of Thrones. Y'all know that I do not watch Game of Thrones. And so, therefore, it was exciting. It was it was unbelievable to watch the very last episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were quite confused. But, you know, I'm sure you just. I think I got enough. But I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, actually, I have something fun coming for you guys. Featured by the Loudspeakers Network. And. Fan bros. So oh. I'll, we'll have a fun announcement coming soon. Oh. Uh, we'll be doing some Game of Thrones um, stuff. Oh. Yeah. I tell you about it. I'll tell you about it. You ain't interested. Unless you want to watch Game of Thrones with me. I've been watching Game of Thrones. I watched have you? Keisha and Joseph last night. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, well, that's perfect. Well, then we're going to talk. Mm-hmm. Moving right along to the kitchen table talk as I eat on Kia's eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounded terrible. Yes, I did. Um, Please. Sounded, I really think a pause terrible. is in order. Thank you a very pa- much. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A okay. pause is definitely in order for that. My, my, my. This week, we want to talk about humility. Okay? And not not Kendrick Lamar. Not in the way Kendrick Lamar speaks about humility. <laughs> So, but I do want to start off by asking you, first of all, sis. Yes. What do you think humility is? You know, I have to consult the Google machine. Always. Google Google says that humility is um, <laughs> a modest or low view of one's own importance. I like modest better than low. Um, yeah. Just kind of like how yeah. I conceptualize it. Because uh, I think, mm-hmm. you know, low has a negative connotation. But I think... When I think of what humility means, I think that it is an appreciation of self, mm-hmm. but it does not situate self in a in a way that does not acknowledge others. So I think um, being aware of yourself and, and confident and assured in yourself, but not necessarily feeling like you the sun rises and sets out of the crack of your behind. <laughs> um, <laughs> somewhere, some, and I know that that is a continuum, but I think humility is kind of like finding that balance, at least for me, and then realizing that it's not all about me. That's mm-hmm. not to say that I am not important or a priority, mm-hmm. but that it's just not all about me. That, that's what humility means to me. So That's other things, yeah, other things come to mind. Like words like service, selflessness, and giving, those things come to mind. Not to the extent where you're being taken advantage of, but those are the mm-hmm. things, those are the words that come to mind when I think of humility. What about you, sis? Um, I don't think I could have actually said it better myself. <laughs> I don't think I need to expound on that any further. <laughs> I completely agree with you. I, I, I completely agree with what your definition of humility is. Um, it's being able to take yourself out of the equation and be modest hmm. uh, in, I guess, in your actions regarding yourself and how, you know, how you, how you portray yourself to the world. And then it's also a mentality. There's so many things that humility, but anywho, 
you had the perfect definition. But no, it I does didn't. lead you did actually. <laughs> and our good sis Googly Show tend to uh, help to Googly Show guided me away. She guided me she along the way. Does. She's our good home girl. But that leads me to another question. All right. What's the line between bragging, okay, and not being humble, but celebrating yourself? Because you spoke about how you want to find that balance between not not um, diminishing your accomplishments. Right. Um, and even when you read the definition, you know, where it said low or modest. Yeah. You know, we both prefer to hear modest because it's it's got more of a positive connotation to it. And low just means that you it, if it, it almost feels like you look down on yourself. Right. So my question for you is, what do you think that line is between bragging and not being humble and celebrating yourself? I think this is an interesting uh, question and it's a and it's a dance that we have to learn that is not an easy dance to learn, especially mm-hmm. for black women. Because I think mm. one of the things I think that I have learned as I ma- continue to mature, and I guess I should preface this by saying, I don't want anyone to think that I'm on a soapbox or mm-hmm. this is this is me speaking as an authority or or anybody who has any level like you should take everything I say with a grain of salt because I am absolutely trying and learning and figuring this thing called life out as I go. Mm-hmm. And I mess up every 14 seconds. Like, so <laughs> don't, don't be out here thinking that, you know, I'm out here looking down my sanctimonious nose at any of you because I'm quite <laughs> very much trash in, in many respects. Mm. So, I, I guess I'm saying that after I got that out of the way, I think one of the things that I've learned is that humility, I think we think of things like humility and pride and stuff as very extreme things. Like the definition says a low uh, sense of self or a view, view of yourself. But I, I happen to think that it is a very fluid and circumstantial kind of behavior. And it is, it's can be demonstrated in many different ways, depending upon what, what situations and and context you find yourself in. So as I was saying, when I was saying my definition, I think humility is, is not a black and white thing. I think it's kind of like um, a black and white hard yes or no kind of, this is what it is. And so I think it looks different in different spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's our job to learn what, what is most appropriate or effective or applicable, I guess, whatever word you want to stick in there. Mm-hmm. Um, given the situation that we're in, I think people often assume that things about you and your character based on who you are and how how they perceive you. So mm-hmm. I'm not one of those girls that walks down the street grinning, right? Right. So oftentimes, men specifically <laughs> tell me like to smile or like, you know, and I've been told that I I don't necessarily look all that approachable. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I used to be ashamed of or like try to fight or argue with. But now I've come to fully accept that I just have RBF. And I, I, that's just how I feel most comfortable. I'm not one of those people that just walks around grinning. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm feeling away. But a lot of times I'm just like not. Just because I'm not smiling doesn't mean that I'm feeling some kind of way. Right. I said that to say people often assume you know, things about you based on who you are without giving you space or opportunity to kind of say or um, show them mm-hmm. wh- what you're feeling. So 
for me, I can find the balance between bragging and self and um, bragging and self appreciation when I have the space to just kind of kind of be myself, engage the situation, and and I think you know when we give when we give one another the space to kind of not assume things about I don't know if I'm making sense, but I'm th- I'm saying like. We can find that balance when we when we take the assumptions out, if mm-hmm. the assumptions about ourselves and assumption about others, and just kind of like approach mm-hmm. people with kind of like the clean slate, and maybe this is not about me, or maybe this is you know just kind of give people space and the benefit of the doubt to express who they are and what they feel, however they need to, and not take things so personally. So. I'm not sure I answered that question, but that's kind of where, that's kind of, I don't know. I just went on a journey there. So thank you guys for riding with me. Working drill. Um, I don't feel like I answered the question at all, actually, but here we go. I mean. you Well, whatever. Everything that you no. say is always so profound. It's not, it's not. It's not. It because I didn't answer the question. <laughs> oh my is. God. Like from, I like my chicken wings fried hard and my door knockers all the way to your, um, very clear definition of what humility is. I'm just saying, like, okay, give me a chance to make it right. <laughs> okay. So when you're saying, okay, I guess I was thinking, like, how other people perceive you. But you're saying, like, for myself, is there a difference? Is there a balance between how I, how can I demonstrate that I appreciate and I'm confident in myself and celebrate myself without bragging? Is that what you were asking? Yeah, because... When you go to answer that question, you can answer this one, too. Do you think that black women are looked down on for celebrating their own accomplishments? Yes. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Um, I'm listening. I do. I feel like people mm-hmm. always look at us and assume that we are just in a space and, and, you know, that, you know, they assume certain stereotypical things about a black woman just off the strength of certain things. Like mm-hmm. somebody will look at me and because I have natural hair, they will assume things about my opinions and my views and my standpoints like just because like you know we have a tendency to box people in certain people will think (laughs) that because i have natural hair i don't eat pork or i don't you know like those right and not a judgment or anything but you know people so i say that to say people often believe that black women are one way and Mm. a lot of times if a if a black woman is is too too much of something too much of anything. If she is too much of anything for anyone, the first thing that society and, and people and tradition and rituals will do is uh, tell that woman to change herself with no questions asked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're too loud. Your laugh yep. is too loud. Like, you type, like, too fast or too hard. Like, you know, anything, like... You pop your gum. You pop too your loud. gum. You know, people have made assumptions about me because I'm tall, and or because I look you in your face when you when I'm speaking to you, or like certain <laughs> things. You know, especially now, I'm gonna be real transparent here because this is real. It's real tough for me. Um, I did not go to graduate school for all those many many years uh, just for the sole purpose. Like I think people really get caught up in this doctor thing. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I'm not appreciative or that I am not um, grateful for the opportunity. Because, I I mean, I don't see it. I mean, it was something that I worked very hard to do, but I still also see it as a very 
very much an opportunity to pursue my education to the extent that I have been able to pursue it and to achieve and earn this credential. Because I understand that, you know, it, it has afforded me opportunities and open doors that I, you know, did not have access to previously. So this is not about me downplaying the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, sometimes people get real, real hung up on the title mm-hmm. and not let, are less concerned with the responsibility or mm-hmm. the, the, the work that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been so interesting to me. And I often say the fact that like I have this job and this, this title does not change that I'm still Kia who pops her gum and loves Cosby show uh, reruns and, you know, used to have pink hair and <laughs> jumps up Dutch and like all that. Like, I don't know. Like I'm still very much the same Kia from white plains. Right. But that's who humility does right all there. the things, but I just because I feel like, and what I want people to know is, Having a PhD is amazing. I'm very grateful. But it also doesn't mean that the work hasn't stopped. Like, I'm not sitting back and resting back and waiting for people to call me doctor and bring me things um, (laughs) with my feet up. This means that the work has just begun. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, the work has just begun. And I'm still learning. And I'm still figuring out um, my life. So, I think people get real hung up on titles. Um... Without, and that's what I feel like. Uh, that's the danger of pride is that we kind of get caught up in the the fame or mm-hmm. the the benefit of certain things, and we forget the responsibility that comes along with it. So I feel like, in that sense, Black women are often asked to humble themselves, and I don't agree with that because. You know, I think I, I see that as kind of like you're not not only not acknowledging me, but you're not acknowledging how hard I had to fight to get here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I still don't feel like I'm answering any of your questions. I'm really bad at this. But but no, we just did. we just talking. It's fine. You did. It's I fine. mean, it's true. Black women are looked down upon for, for celebrating their accomplishments. And I know for a fact like I know that and I think that plays a lot into how we celebrate each other for instance since we're using the example of you being a doctor people who love you and know you know the type of person that you are and know that you're not going to woot and scream and and not necessarily celebrate but uh I guess publicly <laughs> celebrate that accomplishments as much as people who love you you know what I'm saying and we kind of do that for you and I think that as a community we kind of do that for each other as friends as just different you know people who love one another even you guys sending us shout out to my sis um right. graduation announcements all through graduation season it's because you wanted to celebrate somebody else which is also a level of humility right but it's because you wanted to celebrate somebody else and I think that Black women are often looked down upon for being too much of something, too loud, too, too, you know, you, you might, you might be an extroverted, extroverted person and you're looked upon as being entirely too loud and too boisterous. And, you know, you've got people like Angela Rye, who's very well informed and people will look at her maybe and say, oh, she's, she's way too proud. She needs to, she needs to calm herself down. She needs to sit herself down somewhere. Why does she need to do that? She's well informed. 
She has a very clear and concise opinion. Why is it that she cannot challenge you and what you have to say? It is because of, of, of people feeling threatened. And I think that um, it's so key that we look at how we're treated as, as black people in general, but especially black women. And we need to make sure that we find that balance, like he has said, between celebrating ourselves. Because when you have accomplishments, such as getting a PhD or whatever your personal accomplishment is, it deserves to be celebrated. And you deserve to acknowledge the hard work that you put into something. And I think often we don't do that enough. I mean, I agree. I think for me, I, I can almost trace the root of it because, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother said things like, you don't get a parade for doing things that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I agree with that to an extent, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I probably could, um, I probably could do better or could stand to get more comfortable in kind of flexing a little bit more. Um, and not necessarily, but I guess what my hang up is, is like, you know, I don't ever want to give myself too much because I know that I'm still very much a person in process and I'm still learning. And, but, but I do acknowledge that people will take advantage of you if you, mm-hmm. if you don't do that. So that's kind of like a, a, a weakness of mine or something that I shouldn't say that, but it's something that I'm working to improve is, mm-hmm. is kind of learning that balance. Cause maybe I should, I don't have an answer to that question because I haven't really learned it. <laughs> Um, I, I, and I, and I will say that I am, I have been in full, in full disclosure and total transparency. I have been turned off when, you know, people just kind of like run down the list of all that they have, you know, like have for me, it's kind of like a show me the receipts kind of thing. I think one of the things that I appreciate the most about Beyonce is that I feel like all the shit that she's ever talked to is, is completely substantiated by by a dossier of all that she's been able by to accomplish. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, whereas we can turn the, you know, t- flip the coin and look at somebody like Kanye, who in the beginning, oh, oh. in the beginning, we could get behind Kanye um, oh, call, absolutely. You know, and his creative genius because he was out here working and grinding and doing all these things. But I think he got intoxicated by all of that. And yes. I think that's one of the most dangerous things about pride. Um, and he lost if, his damn mind. You know what I'm saying? Like it can kind of take you out of, you know, you get so consumed and so caught up and wanted to be this, this, this thing that you've puffed yourself up to be that you mm-hmm. lose sight of like what's going on in a, rational practical realistic world like all the things that i've had to face um in life you know Mm -hmm. losing my brother losing jobs losing um uh opportunities Mm -hmm. being disappointed in relationships all that and especially like you know especially the more tragic things that have happened recently um, mm-hmm. I know that life can change in a in a minute, like in a moment, in a second, your life can absolutely change. And I just don't put stock in the things that I used to put stock in. Like even what we were talking about last week, like the things that I thought that I was looking for in a relationship, those kind of superficial things like like real life taught me that, you know, there weren't when when, when things hit the fan, those were not the things that were going to sustain me. So pride really kind of clouds your judgment in a way and I, th- I think I've learned that I've had like a really uh, a taste of that like a real like a hard hard 
um, lesson. I've learned how to learn a hard lesson of that in my life recently about how things can change so quickly. And that keeps me from being, from being too like, it's all about me because I'm out here and I am, I am the reason why I am where I am today because I know that that's, that's just not true. Right. Right. So you mentioned, you mentioned some things about, you know, looking at a person who is too prideful. And we I think Kanye is a perfect example because Kanye was arrogant in the beginning, but Kanye explained his arrogance. And he explained it in a way that was endearing to us by letting us know, listen, the reason I'm arrogant and I'm saying that I know that I'm good is because of where I'm at right now. And when I first started, nobody wanted to hear me. Everybody clowned me, you know, so forth and so on. We saw his grind. Like he had receipts. He had receipts. So we so had we to were, respect we were it. proud of him exactly. and we respected it and it was it was an endearing quality right. and then along the way he lost his damn mind <laughs> and, and the and the quality <laughs> of and for me for me the quality of the products diminished considerably right. um which really really lessened my capacity which really which really lessened my ability to take to to be able to tolerate all of the other nonsense like we could tolerate Kanye's nonsense because he was still you know cranking out great music but when right. he started going crazy and then the music went south at the same time and then the like, t-shirts right. was three thousand dollars we was like oh sis wait, like hold oh, on wait a second Jesus <laughs> you know that's Jesus that's when he lost me now you like, know God featuring God like you I was like know, what when I am lost. a God featuring God you know that's when he lost me he died I mean that's just he he just he, he's gone like he's just gone he's no longer Kanye so, went from being in my iTunes to being in my prayers <laughs> I just want to call out his name and pray that the Lord will at some point bring him back to some place of clarity so that his talents can be used again because what is this what is you know, that's exactly, that was the exact point. He just left. He left. He left my life and went to my prayer life. That's what happened. So I love you from being in my iTunes to being in my prayer. At that moment, when he, when he started calling himself Jesus, I said, now, wait a minute. Nah, he went from being in my iTunes to being and in my And I still enemy. believe that Donda is up in heaven. And Shaking her listen, head. I, and I believe that she visits Kanye nightly. <laughs> Do I don't know because I feel like if she did, Mm -mm. he might not be doing the stuff that he does. I don't know. I think he's still fighting it, but I do. And I feel like Donda comes, I feel like West, what's the baby's name? North and and Saint. (laughs) Five will go. Yeah, Yeah, five will go West. (laughs) North and Saint. I feel like they have, North carries Donda in her spirit because the way that she side-eyes her mother sometimes. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like North is being kind of gives me like mm. dragged down to the sunken place by that band of relatives that she has around her. Help us, Jesus. And I feel like the Kardashians do a wonderful cultish job of making sure that their own um, stay loyal. I was so praying. I was praying for Kanye's children long before they even got here. I was praying. Right. Before they ever were even thought of, I was praying for those children because Kanye himself is lost and I don't think that my prayers can find him. So he's, I think he's a great example of somebody who's gone batshit ass crazy and uh, who has lost all sense of what humility is. But then let's look at somebody like Jay-Z. Ah. Because we talk about a fine line. I love Sean Corey Carter. Celebrating our accomplishments and just straight up not being a, a humble person 
um, or not displaying any humility. A lot of people have problems with Jay-Z. They have problems with him as his rap has changed um, and he speaks about the things that he has and how these are things that we do not have, nor do we <laughs> envision ourselves having them anytime soon. Listen. Um, but um, how I kind of view it, like, I get it. The whole relatable factor. Jay-Z is speaking about things that I don't even dream about, honestly. I don't dream about these paintings. <laughs> they don't live anywhere in my in my vision, in my vision. Um, I don't have the amounts of money that Jay-Z has. I don't have one eighty um third of the money that Jay-Z has. Eighty <laughs> third. <laughs> um, but I also feel like when you get to a certain point in your life and you've worked hard to get there, why can't you celebrate those things? Um and where do you think that line is? Because I don't know. Like you said, I mean, I feel like Jay Z. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Finish. Uh, uh-uh, you're fine. I feel like Jay Z's uh, progression to me feels like a testimony versus like okay. Remember we was talking about like Bow Wow. Oh. And how you know it's a false sense of he's got a complete <laughs> false sense of not only who he is but like so what's proud. what's going on in the world, but. For whatever reason, Bow Wow truly believes that he is—he has <laughs> some some level of social standing that, uh, you know. Well, okay. So I feel like I respect Jay Z's, like like even when I was saying about Beyonce, like because Jay Z ha- has receipts and even the spirit in which he talks about certain things, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't give me like it doesn't it doesn't make me feel like oh man my life is horrible or I'm not, I'm not worth these things, but Mm -hmm. he's his, and this this is just my perception. I'm not saying y'all have to agree with me, but when I listen to Jay-Z talk about his success and what he has, it inspires me to want to have that for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Not his, but mine. Like, I feel like Jay-Z has, and is living within, you know, his purpose and destiny. And he worked Mm -hmm. hard for it. And we saw him work Mm -hmm. hard for it. And um, his journey is different than mine and everybody else's, but he's been transparent about the journey throughout. So, of course, as he has grown and changed and evolved, so has his sound and his content and all of that and his grind and the things that he aspires toward. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the difference between bragging and... And um, uh, appreciating or acknowledging what you've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. and doing so in a manner that will hopefully inspire and empower people to let them know that they can have they can have it, too. But they've just got to work, work for it um, right. within whatever situation or circumstances they find themselves find themselves in. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I um I agree with you as far as how he's evolved, how he's changed. Um, even four forty four, you know, him speaking about his his um mental and emotional journey as well. That shows you right there that a person has a level of humility. And then I do think that when you get to a point like where you have accomplished so much 
such as somebody like Jay-Z. And I'm not a Jay-Z dick writer. Like, I will... Like, I, I agree with those who say, listen, I can't relate to his raps anymore. Because right. I can't. Right. <laughs> I can't relate to them anymore. So I think 444 was a perfect closing album um, to his career. But I also think that Jay-Z has every right to acknowledge his accomplishments. He's a kid from the projects who has evolved into a billionaire or a million. I don't know what the, I don't know what their money worth is. A billionaire. So much money. Lots and so lots much. of money. Daddy Warbucks. Extreme and amounts of money. So I why can't you talk about the fact that you came from the projects and now you are traveling to islands like Saint Tropez and you've got, you know, three mogul children and you've got this mega wife and you guys are two billionaires living your extreme best black ass lives. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why when you've gotten to a level like that and you come from such a humble place like that that you don't that you don't have the right at that point to be able to talk about it. And Indeed. so especially I, for like for I like 444 what I like most about it is that he, he talks about his mistakes just as loudly yeah. as he talks about his victories that's it yes like and I think that, that that's critical like that's and that's what like don't tell half the story so like that's people it. who get on twitter and talk about how perfect their life is um I'm thinking, I don't want to say her name because Lord help me, Jesus. I'm trying to be better in my <laughs> life. So there's one particular um, mm. Christian Christian minister, uh, a social media influencer that I have mm-hmm. in my mind right now, who has mm-hmm. paint, who has been very vocal about her life and her journey and her walk of faith and all of that. Um, and I was telling my on a level of. On a level of Jade Takiya, is this going to be easy for me to guess? Mm, no. Because <laughs> okay. I don't think you follow this person at all. Um, okay. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, she's been she's she's been pretty vocal about, you know, how she, her story about how she, you know, got saved and all that she's been able to accomplish, her and her husband. and Ah, you know. Tina. No. Tina who? Oh, it's not forehead. Forehead. Tina, which Tina you talking about? Mary, Mary. Oh no, girl, ain't nobody think about Tina. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. but Tina's think about everything because you can see it in that book. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> um, no, this girl's been really, and she, uh, she, she, she. Now she's a preacher, and I feel uh-huh. like she's she's always posting these very, um, this uh, instructive or prescriptive. <laughs> I would say prescriptive posts. Like her posts are always like, this is what you should do. Stop doing this, that, the third. Like her, the she's coming from a perspective of, I'm going to tell you what you're doing is wrong. And mm. I want you to be better. So do things this way, which I feel like there is space for that. But I also feel like what annoys me about her. I was telling my best friend about this. Hi, Leslie. I was telling my best friend about this just this weekend because... I think one of the things that annoys me about her is I feel like your struggle and your transparency about what dis- what did not work and what mm-hmm. what is still hard for mm-hmm. you that is the mm-hmm. kind of stuff that gives your testimony mm-hmm. credibility. Mm-hmm. So like and in that same the thing the same thing goes for people in the academic space. Like people love to get on Twitter and say I got these many publications and I got these many fellowships and these many awards and I'm out here and y'all can't see me. Um, but I also want to hear you say, dang, I got that reject and resubmit um, um, 
I got, you know, I, I applied for this fellowship and didn't get it. I feel like those kinds of, like, that makes me, that's kind of the difference between bragging and just kind of like celebrating yourself. If you can talk about what you did wrong just as quickly as you can talk about what is going perfectly in your mm-hmm. life, that's when I'm like, yeah, let's celebrate her. She out here grinding. Don't be out here like, my life is flawless and you peons will never. Like, that's, like, that's, the, right. that's the difference for me. And right. I think Jay-Z does that really well. I think Beyonce does that really well. And those are just mm-hmm. two examples. But, you know, I think, you know, that's that's there that's that's a place where we all can kind of learn to grow and kind of figure out better. Yeah, and that makes me like, you know, I like you said before, I don't ever want to get especially on you know on a let's on a platform like getting grown. I don't want to get on here and stand on my soapbox and make it sound like I got everything all figured out. The whole concept behind the show is that we are getting grown. Absolutely. That we're, we are we're just not quite there yet, but we're trying to find the, find the tools. And as we find the tools and we find the steps that work for us, we're going to share our testimonies along the way. Like he has said, in an academic space or what have you, you want to hear about spaces. people's... Right. right. Professional spaces, period. As you parents, hear about like as mom, much. Right, moms. All of that. Right. I know you get tired of the moms who like my child was potty trained at three months. Like, <laughs> I really do. Like, like my child learned how to read at two. I'm course. like, well, good bitch. Like I'm glad you had enough time to do that. You know what I'm saying? But a nigga gotta go to work. Exactly. Like I just, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I. I want to make sure that I, well, like when I sat here and I told, yeah, I might post some delicious, amazing pictures of my food because I'm super proud of it. Because you know why? You know why? An hour and a half ago, I cried mm-hmm. because I dropped a whole fucking container of yeah, curry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's real. You know, and I'm pissed at myself that I wasted money and I wasted time and I wasted just my life, you know, dropping an entire, uh, an entire container of curry that I put so much love into. And so, you know, we want to make sure that we're sharing our journeys along the way, but we also want to make sure that as black women, we are celebrating ourselves as black people in general and as people in general, that we're celebrating ourselves and the things that we've worked hard for. Because when you put in that work, you deserve you ex- you deserve that acknowledgement and that acknowledgement from yourself is where it starts. You know what I'm saying? Because you put that you put the work in and don't let nobody tell you to be humble. I think your your journey or quest. Or like, you know, I'm thinking specifically about like dudes or people try to tell you to like dim your light. When people t- mm-hmm. think of be conscious and, um, you know, critical of whatever feedback or criticism that you're getting. And if it's not constructive, then, you know, set it to the side. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's it's important for us as as like you said maybe maybe we should have homework Dustin gets homework sometimes but I'm going to give some homework yes, today does. too I think it's important mm-hmm. since it, since we are often told to that you're to this or to that I think we should find find something that you are to of and celebrate yourself and I'm going to do it I'm going to find something tomorrow or later this week I'm going to be like I'm too tall and I love it or something like that or um mm-hmm. and and when when I want I want if you're a listener I want you to do that too and um you know mention us in it yeah mention us in it and we retweet it and then i will also affirm you and yours not everybody's because you know i do have work to do but you know i will try to be intentional about affirming someone else's saying that i'm too i'm too black or i'm too this or i'm too that or i'm not too anything Mm -hmm. or i'm just this you know what i'm saying like whatever however you want to affirm yourself do that Mm -hmm. this week in a public way and you know 
we we can celebrate ourselves and celebrate one another in a way that you know um, is not all Kanye. <laughs> Um, <laughs> not all y'all, not Kanye, but more Jay Z. Kind of like a self celebrate. <laughs> celebrate yourselves, um, and, and your journey, and your journey in a way that will inspire somebody else and inspire you to keep grinding and working. Um, and 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 take that because that's a good point. Like take that and use that also to assess yourself on how you feel when somebody else celebrates their own personal accomplishments. How does does it make you feel envious? Right, does right, it make right. you feel motivated to want to do more yourself? You know what I'm saying? Do you look at people and say, oh, they think they're perfect because they post in this or they post in that? Like, how do you feel when somebody else celebrates their personal accomplishments? Um, and I think if we also ask ourselves that question, it'll help us to look better into how we can celebrate ourselves and and just maybe kind of tweak some things yeah. in the meantime. Take responsibility for the baggage that you bring to the table. And, Absolutely. you know, don't bring... <laughs> Don't, you know, check, check what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the good one. It's like, you know, if you roll your eyes when somebody celebrates something about themselves, ask yourself if that's, What's wrong with if you? that's more about <laughs> you or more about them. Um, right. So that's, that's honest. And we'll, yeah, let us know how that goes. And maybe that, that'll be something that we can pick up um, at a later kitchen table talk. But I hope that that was helpful. I'm sorry that I got uh, all turned around in the beginning of the conversation. I felt like I was very, very much rambling. But as I said before, I'm an introvert and I process to speak. (laughs) So sometimes when I think I was still thinking about the question before I, before I, uh, you know, was ready to answer it and y'all had to kind of go with me on that journey. But forgive me. I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Oh, Lord, here you go. What does that mean? No, because. It's because that's what you, you said. You can be that. You said you can be an extroverted introvert or introverted extrovert. I did. So yes, I know that I'm an extrovert based off of the definition because I do speak to process. Um, a lot of times I say things. Um, there are times where I do try to think about what I'm saying, especially now more than ever. But I think that's just part of growing up. <laughs> period. Um, and making sure that you don't just say everything that flies off your tongue. But um. I think people think that I'm a lot more uh, maybe boisterous or whatever in person, like as you know, as I may sound like on the show, and I'm not. So you just describe yourself as an introvert. I don't. Where does the extrovert come in? The extrovert comes in where I said I I speak to process. Oh, okay. Process. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. See, I'm trying to be. Right. I'm trying right. to. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to be thorough here. I'm trying to be thorough. I get you. I think. Anywho. Yeah. That's 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 what's up. <laughs> I hate when I ramble, so I'm like shaming myself for it. But it's why like, are you stop? I just make myself sick. Oh my gosh! <coughs> Shut up! Celebrate yourself! Celebrate yourself! Celebrate! Ah, honestly, truly, it's time for the honesty box. Honesty box. Honesty box. <laughs> Honesty box, honesty box. Come on, horns. I got a band. Yes. That was like a Donna Lawrence. Um <laughs> that was such like from like the best is yet to come. Amen. Anyway, um, this week's honesty box, we got a letter from a listener. And it reads thusly. That's such a churchy word, but here we go. Hi, ladies. I absolutely love the show. You two are just amazing. As are you, sis. Thanks for listening. I know. 
Uh, I'm a bit closer to 40 than I like to admit. Oh, girl, unfortunately, me too. I have two daughters, ages 22 and 10. I have <laughs> always been careful to not bring men around my kids. My 22-year-old has only seen me in two relationships in her life. And my 10-year-old has never seen me in a relationship. Some of that is because I was taught everybody that knows you don't need to know your kids. And these niggas are out here literally killing us. Mm. The rest of it is I'm socially awkward and have a hard time meeting people. What are your suggestions for meeting people? I'm leery of online dating, but not completely opposed. Keep sprinkling your black girl magic on everything. D. Thanks, D. Thanks, D. Sis, what are your well, thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to commend you extensively. I want to celebrate you, Indeed. sis, for um for for your for your awesome parenting. I am a a staunch believer uh of of the motto of not having everybody introducing everybody to your children. Okay. Your children don't need to know like 13 uncles through their lifetime. It's just not, or aunties, you know, whichever, whatever, however your boat floats. But, um, yeah, they don't need to be knowing niggas like that. So I, I applaud you for that. Cause I think that's dope. I don't think people need to be introducing to, and I think another aspect of it too, is that people don't think about the attachment that kids get to people. And so aside from the fact that you just don't know niggas like that, I don't think people think about the attachment that kids get to people. And it's super irresponsible to be having people in and out of your children's lives. Um, but anyway, with that out of the way, the my suggestions for meeting people. I mean, do you go out? I You have two kids, so I imagine that you have a lot to do. One of them is 10 years old. That's all. I was at home by myself at 10 years old. <laughs> um but I don't know how kids do these days. But go, you got to go out. Like, you said that you're socially awkward. So maybe do you have some friends that you can meet up with and you guys can go hang out, you know, just at, at a bar, at a local lounge or what have you. Someplace where you can go chill. You can go find some nice black people activities. Go see if there's a speakeasy around, a spades game, a two-stepping competition. And go and have a couple drinks with your girlfriends and just chill. And then, you know, niggas will come to you. Um, I agree. I think that uh, to add to that, I am a firm believer in... Um, um, okay. I'm, I'm a firm believer in operating within the bounds of who you are like i don't think i don't Ooh. think that you should um be out here dress changing there like you said making yourself um i mean being open to, to opportunities to do new things that you're interested in i think that's awesome but i don't want you mm -hmm. to i don't feel like you are you have to totally change who you are um to meet to meet people um to meet the people that you're supposed to meet because I, I do believe that you know we are set up the way we're set up for a reason um, mm -hmm. um you know and yeah so I think because I think sometimes being too being I just don't want you out here looking like Issa sis like I feel like ooh, ooh, I feel like Issa is a, a prime ooh. a prime Show Issa, Issa on Insecure, not Issa in real life. I think, um, Issa. yes, I think Issa is a, is a prime example of how, you know, being too much of something that you are not or being something that you are not <laughs> will have you out here looking stupid. <laughs> just, 
I just and just like you just have to be you have to learn and and it's okay to not really know like get to know yourself and and just be comfortable mm-hmm. in those spaces and I believe that if you mm-hmm. it, I'm a firm believer that if I do things that I enjoy doing and focus on enjoying those things then meeting people comes with that territory like I'm I, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm awkward as well, and I've never really ever really been good in going out and meeting people. I'm gonna go out and meet some people. I feel like every time I've said that, it ended terribly. But <laughs> but <laughs> when I've found when I'm been out and just been being Kia in spaces where yeah, I like to you know be you know the people who I'm supposed to be connected to, whether that be in friendships or romantically, those people just kind of enter my life uh in in a very oh organic way like it's like i speak i think we have to we have to i don't think you have to do anything specific to meet people other than just be intentional about having a good time in your life like do whatever That's it is it. that you like to do and do the hell out of it like if i i'm going to the I, like i said i like to go to the mall i like to shop i like to do things and when i'm if you know when I do that and then I'm really, if I'm having a bad day and I want to do that and to kind of get, lift my spirits or whatever, I will get dressed and put on a face just to walk to walk into the aldosis and try on some shoes. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I just walk around um, the outlets and see what's popping in off fifth Avenue, yeah. Saks off fifth or something on, like just get, cause I'm out and I'm doing the things that I enjoy doing. And when you are out doing the things that you enjoy doing, you kind of give off this kind of vibe that people is like, oh, look at her. I wonder what she's doing, who she is. Maybe I want to go meet her or talk to her or whatever. Um, so, yeah, if you if you want an online date, then do it. But if don't don't feel like you have to right. do it because or you have to do it a certain kind of way. Like just live your right. life, sis. I hope that's helpful. Kia took the she took the words right out of my mouth because you. If you're not doing what you love to do. <laughs> You're going to meet somebody who is, I'm a, you know, I get it, opposites attract, but I'm also a very firm believer in um, having some similarities and having some things in common. And so when you're doing things that you enjoy doing, you're going to meet somebody else who enjoys things that you enjoy doing too. And y'all can enjoy doing them together. And when you don't focus so much on actually meeting somebody and you go out and you actually have a good time, that's when it happens. And then if don't also don't be, but don't be scared of the online territory. Um, I get it. It's a whole lot of creeps and weirdos out there, but it might help you to weed out some, you know, some, some people who don't have common interests with you. And you might be able to find people if there are certain things that you're into that are very specific, you may be able to find people who are also into those things as well. And then you guys can meet up in those spaces. So, um, like he has said, I think it's just about living your best life. And then a person who's supposed to fall into that will fall into that. That's it, sis. Thanks for writing, D. I hope that this is helpful. Um, as always, guys, if you have a question for us, um, you want us to kind of weigh in on or have um, some conversation or discussion about, um, send us an email at gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to read your letter on the air. Um, and I love when you all put... Uh, in the subject line, what it is when you put petty peeve, oh, yeah, when you put awesome. honesty box, when you put kitchen table <laughs> you talk. Tell 
I just want to put that little note out there. We love when you guys <laughs> It kind of helps that. us to be a bit more organized <laughs> because, listen, this email, this inbox be popping. Sometimes it's hard to kind of figure out where to, yeah. what to tackle first. If y'all would just help us out by letting us know in the subject line what it is that you're talking about, then we can kind of get through the emails a lot faster. Wouldn't that be awesome? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, thanks so much uh, for writing, Andy. Thank y'all for listening. And we're going to move on to Black Women Self-Care. I deserve I deserve You always want to sing for Mama D. I do, but I mean, what other... You got some other Black Women Self-Care songs? No, I'm not judging you. I'm just observing. I just, you know what? Now I'm going to go make a black woman self care playlist, and a nigga's going to sing a different song every single. Do week. it till you satisfy, girl. Do it till you satisfy. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever That's it is. So, <laughs> um, my black woman self care this week. <clears throat> I let my titties oh. hang out. So, you know, my girls are not as perky as they once mm. were. You know what I'm saying? They don't stand tall and at attention um, the way that they once did. They just don't listen, actually. And it's because I fed a whole child. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, as or as my mother and my aunties used to say, you stop letting them little niggas pull on them. So that I'm sure there was enough, like a few activities that went hand-in-hand with why they no longer stand okay. at attention. Whatever the case is, um, I went and I bought a top this weekend to go to Afropunk. And uh, I didn't intend to go buy a top. I actually had something I was going to wear. And then I saw it and I said, oh, this might be kind of cute. You know, like, fuck it. I'm just going to let the midriff hang. Like, I'm just going to let it all hang out or whatever. But I thought this top was covered across the chest. And it wasn't until I got dressed that I realized that it was fully open. Mm. You can see it in many pictures uh, from Afropunk. And I just said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to wear it. And I did. And it was fine. I didn't care. And so, you know, half the time when you be thinking somebody's looking at you and saying, oh, she breastfed eight babies. Like most of the time, niggas just don't even care. They're not even paying you any attention. And so that's my black woman self-care this week. I let my titties hang out. Well, all right. What about you, sis? I bought a book. Um, I... Uh... <laughs> I... You always shame me. How is that shame? <laughs> You asked me what I did. It's my own. I'm only, I know, no, I'm just projecting. Oh That's all. I'd be like, I let my titties hang out. You're like, yes, I bought a book. I did. I wanted I to be, I, I, I needed a, a mental escape this week. Um, dealing with all the crazy that's going on in my life right now. So I decided that I was going to buy a book because I like to read and reading makes me feel better. Um, so Amen. I went on Amazon. Now this is like, it's not a, it's not, it wasn't like a exciting uh, book that anyone would really care about or read. It was, this was like a school, it was like a book for work, but um, it's a project I'm working on. Um, and I am writing up this segment of this grant proposal and I have to learn to write all about like leadership development theory and stuff. So there was this book that I've been, that my boss had and I was like, I'm going to buy that book and I'm going to read it by myself. Like, (laughs) I'm going to buy that book. I'm going to read it. So that's the book that I bought. And I went on Amazon and I purchased it and I have it. And it just makes me happy because 
I needed I needed the book because I needed, you know, that's how I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to read this book and I'm not going to stress and worry about what's going on in my life. I'm going to read this book and be all right. That's that's what's up. That's how I feel when I read like food magazines, really good ones, mm-hmm. though, like ones that have like really good recipes and then they motivate me to want to like remix them and do exactly something else. like so I get it. You nerd out. I for did. Your shit. That book is going to make me like. It's going to inspire me to like write and do all the crap that I've got to do. So I was like, I'm going to buy this book. If anybody's interested in what the book is, I'm happy to share that. Just let me know. I won't volunteer that information because I'm almost certain that 97% of you could not Lies. care less. But, um, Lies. Yes. 97% didn't care that I let my titties hang out. I guarantee <laughs> you that they want to hear about the book that you purchased, and it might help many people who are in similar fields to yourself, sis. Well, I'm, I'm happy to share. You guys just let me know, and I will share that information put, on. Put the link in the description. Box. All right, then. Um, That's dope. Well, speaking of books, hey, uh, my sis had a really good idea that she posted on Twitter. Uh, to start a book club for Getting Grown. Um, we have so many of you guys who love to read. We're both avid readers of uh, different things, but we both love <laughs> to read nonetheless. And so why not bring all of that together to keep that, um, that sense of community going? So we're going to have a Getting Grown book club. Yay, yay. So details for that will yes. be coming soon, but we wanted you guys to stay tuned um, as we iron out some details. But just know that that is coming. Yes, and shout out to everyone who's uh, offered uh, and gave given me suggestions of what our book, our first book for the book club should be. Um, all 1,000. Yes, we appreciate you. And I have liked all of those tweets. And at some point in my life, I'm going to go through them and write them all down um, so that we can determine which book uh we would like uh will be the first book if you have a suggestion feel free to let us know we would be interested i mean i want it to be a good book that we can all chat about um right and i tried to advocate for our first book to be the coldest winter ever but kia I shut my totally shut did my not suggestion down when did you i I, did, I totally did not i think you made that up I'm okay lying. i did don't do that i hate when you do that you're a troll uh yeah so if you want to recall this whenever as the first book in our book club by sister soldier it was one of my faves when i was 15 so yeah black woman <laughs> black woman self-care and getting grown book club coming soon yes let's move on to the petty peeves and i want to be very responsible of the things i say to my sister because everybody know i can be real petty P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Calling all petty people of America. It's, I, it's time for the petty peeve. Um, yes. I have a petty peeve today. Something that I have been marinating on since Wednesday. Oh, that means um, it's delicious. It's going to be very brief. And I'm just going to say it and I'm going to get right out of your way. I do not like when people ask me how I do something that they see me doing. I will expound. (laughs) Um, People ask me, like if I wear high heel shoes, people ask me, how do you walk in those heels? I mean, what kind of, like, Mm. do you see me walking? You see me walking. 
don't you? <laughs> like, you put one foot in front of the other just as you would in those patty melts that you're wearing since no one said anything about your flats. What kind of question is that? An- another qu- another one, you know, how f- flat grilled cheese sandwich shoes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't judge you and your patty melts. So I'm trying to figure out what it is about the fact that me wearing these shoes, you know, you don't understand how how I could possibly walk in them. I mean, it could be because you can't, but that doesn't have anything to do with my feet. Okay. Um, to another one is, you know, those of you who know me know that I have, you know, I wear my nails are long. I've had long nails for years, many, many years, well over 20 years now. I've had long nails and I was in a meeting on Wednesday and a colleague in the meeting was just like, how do you type with your nails? I'm like, I know you hear me typing. I know you see me typing. And I was just like, I type very well. Like I type very well. How do you type? Like, like I don't, I just, I mean, don't (laughs) ask me, don't ask me how I'm doing something that you see me doing. If, you don't, you don't need to know mm-hmm. how I'm doing it. All you need to know is that I'm doing it. Or do you even need to know that? Because this is my business over well. here. Like, I type very right. well, sis. I type I type a whole lot with these nails. Just like I walk a whole lot in them high heels. I just let me live. Let me have my life. Let me have the things that I like. Let me do the things that I want to do. And if you don't understand it, then that's the question for you, for the Lord. Don't ask me. It's not my responsibility to explain to you how I do mm-hmm. anything. Okay? Yep. And um yeah, that's really that's really all that needs to be said yeah. about that. <laughs> that's just how that's just where I'm at with it. Ooh. Ooh, there was one worse. So Friday, um <laughs> Friday, <coughs> Fran Crystal and I took Noah to the Museum of Natural History because um Noah and myself, we wanted to look at the dinosaur bones. So we left, right? And we met Antoinette outside. Antoinette got this beautiful regal braid up, okay? Done by this amazing braider out of the Bronx. I'll be sure to post her information um, in the description box because she is fantastic. And if you want examples of her work, you can go to aroundthewaycurls.com and look at Antoinette's hair from Afropunk. But anyway, um, she was out there. And so we walked past this family and this white dude goes... How much do you pay to get your hair like that? I mean, are you are you ask me for his file? Uh, your next question is, what's my PayPal information? Otherwise, I don't see how this has any bearing. That's exactly what she Are asked. you going to pay? She said, well, are you going to pay for it? <laughs> and then, so I proceeded. So I just want to let you all know that he was George Costanza <laughs> about the head. So I looked at him and I said, well, are you looking to get your hair done like that? <laughs> like what did you th- what do you think's getting ready to come from that kind of question sir and i know they mean well do I they know they do but just stop stop asking stupid ass questions anyway my petty peeve this week i'm actually going to read a petty peeve um it says hey ladies my petty peeve is when adults walk in front of their mm. children so many times when walking down the street, I see parents walking and see their small child or children lagging behind. 
Like, girl, why are you 10 steps in front of your child? What if someone comes up from behind and snatches that baby up? You don't even know because you all the way up there staring at your phone. Hold your damn baby's hand or at least have them walk beside you or in front of you. One time while waiting for the bus, I saw a woman walking and her son dragging behind. He tripped and fell and she just kept on walking because she didn't even realize. The baby was no more than two years old and even though he was fine, he was just laying on the ground like, so who's about to pick me up off the ground? I had to yell out to her like, Excuse me, miss, your baby Terrible. just fell. Shaking my head. Don't walk in front of your children. Thanks, ladies. Love the show. You guys oh, are awesome. You. You're awesome, and you're awesome for that petty peeve because I absolutely hate when people walk in front of their kids. What kind of world do you think that we live in where niggas don't want to snatch your baby up or that your baby is not getting ready to veer off into traffic? Like, pay attention. So, yes, always walk beside your children. I understand wanting to give them independence, letting them walk on their own. You want to let them walk on their own a little bit. Let them walk in front of you. But don't let your baby walk behind you. That shit is crazy. Amen. And that is another episode of Get Hopefully y'all didn't hate it. Ow. (laughs) Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, thank you for supporting and liking and commenting and sharing. Um. Thank you for all the tweets and emails that we receive, all the Facebook uh, five stars and all of that. Y'all are really amazing. Um, shout out to everyone who visited the Loudspeakers Network, um, 10 at Afropunk and gave Getting Grown Love. Absolutely. We really appreciate you. Um, shout out to everybody. We really, 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 really love y'all. Um, oh my goodness. And I think that's it, sis. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed, sis. I was overwhelmed. Like the love was crazy, and you saw our names on the step and repeat. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, you guys definitely showed and are showing mad love, and we really, really, really appreciate you all. But I think that's it. I just want to make sure that niggas um moisturize their souls. Listen, nobody, your soul can be ashy, and it will show on your face. <laughs> so sure drink will. your water. And mind your business and stay moisturized because your black will certainly crack if it's dry. Goodbye.